Greetings folk, my name is Nick Sport England. I'm going to be reading today out of a book called The Fire of Love by Richard Roll, which is partly an autobiographical work. He was a 14th century monk who lived from 1300 to 1349 AD. So he died at 49 years of age, so he's a bit older than Francis of Assisi and Sarasundar Singh in different countries and contexts, um, but a very special uh, man of God. So let's read the prologue, page 45. I cannot tell you how surprised... I was the first time I felt my heart begin to warm. It was real warmth too, not imaginary, and it felt as if it were literally, it were actually on fire. I was astonished at the way the heat surged up and how this new sensation brought great and unexpected comfort. I had to keep feeling my breast to make sure there was no physical reason for it. But once I realized that it came entirely from within, that this fire of love had no cause, material or sinful, but was the gift of my maker, I was absolutely delighted and wanted my love to be even greater. And this longing was all the more urgent because of the delightful effect and the interior sweetness which the spiritual flame fed into my soul. Before the infusion of this comfort, I had never thought that we exiles could possibly have known such warmth. So sweet was the devotion it kindled. It set my soul aglow as if a real fire was burning there. Yet, as some may well remind me, there are people on fire with love for Christ. For we can see how utterly they despise the world and how holy they are given over to the service of God. If we put our finger near a fire, we feel the heat. In much the same way, a soul on fire with love feels, I say, a genuine warmth. Sometimes it is more, sometimes less. It depends on our particular capacity. What mortal man could survive that heat at its peak? As we can know it, even here, if it persisted, he must inevitably wilt before the vastness and sweetness of love so fervid and heat so indescribable. Yet at the same time, he is bound to long eagerly for just this to happen. To breathe his soul out with all its superb endowment of mind in his in this honeycombed or this honeyed <laughs> flame and quit of this world be held in thrall with those who sing their maker's praise but some things are opposed to charity carnal sordid things which beguile a mind at peace and sometimes in this bitter exile 
physical need and strong human affection obtrude into this warmth to disturb and quench this flame, which metaphorically I call fire because it burns and enlightens. They cannot take away what is irremovable, of course, because this is something which has taken hold of my heart. Yet because of these things, this cheering warmth is for a while absent. It will reappear in time, though until it does, I'm going to be spiritually frozen. And because I am missing what I have become accustomed to, will feel myself bereft. It is then that I want to recapture that awareness of inner fire which my whole being, physical as well as spiritual, so much approves. With it, it knows itself to be secure. Nowadays, I find that even sleep ranges itself against me. The only spare time I have is that which I am obliged to give to slumber. When I'm awake, I tr can try to warm my soul up, though it is numb with cold. For I know how to kindle it when the soul is settled in devotion and how to raise it above earthly things with overwhelming desire. But this eternal and overflowing love does not come when I am relaxing. Nor do I feel the spiritual ardor when I am tired out after, say, traveling. Nor is it when I am absorbed with worldly interests or engrossed in never-ending arguments. At times, like these, I catch myself growing cold. Cold until once again I put away all these all things external and make a real effort to stand in my Savior's presence. Only then do I abide in this inner warmth. I offer therefore this book for the attention not of the philosophers and sages of this world, not of great theologians bogged down in their interminable questionings, but of the simple and unlearned who are seeking rather to love God than to amass knowledge. I love that. That's beautiful. Let's pray. Father, Father, let us be those that love you and seek to love you rather than to amass knowledge. We love you, Lord. We receive your love. We seek you, Lord, and press into you in Jesus' name. Let's read on. For he is not known by argument, but by what we do and how we love. I think that while the matters contained in such questionings are the most demanding of all intellectually, they are much less important when the love of Christ is under consideration. Anyhow, they are impossible to understand. 
So I have not written for the experts unless they have forgotten and put behind them all those things that belong to the world. Unless now they are eager to surrender to a longing for God. Thinking of the Beatitude section where it says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they will be satisfied. To achieve this, however, they must first fly from every worldly honor. They must hate all vain glory and the parade of knowledge. And then, conditioned by great poverty, through prayer and meditation, they can devote themselves to the love of God. It will not be surprising if then an inner spark of the uncreated charity should appear to them and prepare their hearts for the fire which consumes everything that is dark and raises them to that pitch of ardor which is so lovely and pleasant. Then will they pass beyond the things of time and sit enthroned in infinite peace. The more learned they are, the more ability they naturally have for loving, always provided, of course, that they both despise themselves and rejoice to be despised by others. That doesn't mean hate ourselves. I think that's important. You know, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me, Jesus said. I think that's what he means. But let's read on. And so because I would stir up by these means every man to love God, and because I'm trying to make plain the ardent nature of love and how it is supernatural, the title selected for this book will be The Fire of Love. Here ends the prologue. <laughs>